Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. And I'm James Anderson, one of your other hosts. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. Yes, that is indeed what we're doing on this show. And James, today we're also introducing a brand new guest to the show, uh, a mm -hmm. podcasting debut. If you are a fan of Myth Takes, you've heard the namesake, now hear the voice sake of Jeff Riggs. Hello, Jeff. Hey, how's it going? We're doing great. I feel like my my voice does not do justice to my Myth Takes namesake. Like his <laughs> oh, voice no, no. is so rich in character. Listen, and just... I'm not sure what you mean by it's rich, but I'm not sure I've got riches, but it's something. It's got character. Um, but speaking of character, we've got uh, a great character here with us in you, Jeff. Oh. And, uh, uh, and I guess James as well. Uh, oh, well right. But Jeff, before we hop into any sort of scenery... Uh, we have our traditional opening questions for a guest on the show when it's their first time here. Right. So first and foremost, what is your Marvel history? Uh, whether it's podcast, not podcast, I'm sorry. Well, I guess podcast, yeah. <laughs> um, or also, you know, comics or the movies, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I think like many people in my kind of general age range, uh, my my first and, and biggest introduction to marvel was the the animated series um the x-men spider-man like those yeah i remember watching them uh you know coming home from school or in you know saturday mornings like those were definitely i think my first introduction um and i mean i had watched every episode you know that that was airing in syndication anytime they were on i would watch them and so that was kind of my my first free i did get into comics a little bit um not a ton i actually the the comic series was that i got the most into was non-marvel it was um spawn um mm -hmm. I, sure. I was a big spawn collector uh and uh, still i still have them upstairs uh i haven't looked at them in a while but uh so i got i got more into to spawn than i did any marvel comics although again was very much a, a marvel fan um and then got into uh the video games like the ultimate alliance the the old x-men arcade game like the, the spider-man games uh, mm. especially like the Spider-Man 2 for GameCube is just like mm. chef's kiss, such a perfect game. Uh, the only game like you could just do end game and just like swing around doing nothing but like grabbing children's balloons for like hours and be like, this game is amazing. <laughs> and then, yeah, when, when the, the movie started coming out, I was, I was hooked immediately. Um, even before, you know, the MCU proper, the, um, the X-Men movies and, and, um, yeah. And, and when the MCU, launched i was you know day one on board and am just such a big fanboy. like i don't know what you guys are like expecting me to bring to this but like it won't be a whole lot of critique like i i'm still very much like i don't want to hear your mcu criticisms like i don't want to hear it i just enjoy this this is everything like little boy me dreamt about right um and so like they can do no wrong i don't want to hear about this movie was bad or this one had you know no i don't care about any of that like Absolutely. i just want to go and enjoy right. it and so love it. james james will be quiet for this episode then <laughs> listen the movie's great yeah, i the love the great. movie yes. <laughs> uh <laughs> I so, real yeah. quick, I just have to make a quick note not to have Jeff on for Thor two, uh, <laughs> when I'm really gonna be in my prime about this movie was rough. Um, Age of Ultron two is like I, one that's like really heavily criticized, and I'm like, anytime I read it, I'm like, yeah, I get it, 
but yeah. it's still like it's still. I, a I, movie I'm fully with you it, on so. that. And like it, that is a movie where frequently I'm like, uh, it's like it sucks that Joss Whedon is so heavily involved when he's such a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. But like, like, and I get where some of the criticisms come from. But there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff that every time I do watch, I go. God, that part's really fun, though. This part's really yeah. good. You know, and you're like, it's, come on. The, the individual parts for me don't kill the whole. Like, I can be like, mm-hmm. yes, your criticism is totally legit- legitimate. I understand. I agree. Still love it. I, yeah, you know, it's 100%. not going to kill my joy. Um, and then, you know, once the MCU really started going, uh, I did get back into comics. <laughs> thankfully, through uh, like Marvel Unlimited is the best thing yeah, ever. Absolutely. You pay like that's such a small, uh, you know, monthly for like all the comics. So, uh, so yeah, I've been like slowly over the past. Geez, I don't know how long, maybe seven or eight years, been going through and like getting back into the into the comics, and so reading a, a lot of Captain America, of course, because he is he's my favorite, um, and then um, but you know old X Men stuff and Iron Man stuff too, and um, yeah, it's just been it's been good getting back into the comics that I only dabbled in as a kid, right. uh, Because of my love for the the uh, franchise through the the games and the movies and other stuff. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. We both uh, we have a timeline scavengers account on. Uh, Marvel Unlimited, which I, they sometimes must be like, who is reading on this account? Because <laughs> James will be going through a bunch of really old stuff. Meanwhile, I'm going, give me everything from Daredevil from Mark Wade to today. Uh, so it's like all like, you know, the mid 2000s to now. And James is in like the 1960s. And they're like, what? This well, person's all over the place. And then when we cross over, it'll be like, you read this already. And I'm like, no, I didn't oh wait this right because we both invasion. read secret invasion Colin, right? right yeah <laughs> that's right i forget yeah when you get something you go why is this on the last page Just yeah go all the way back you're like what's happening one of my favorite memories uh with my well a, a favorite memory with my dad is one one time i got out of the shower got dressed got ready for the day and he was like hey do you want to go see spawn in the theater and um my dad is not He's an English professor, like an English god, like he comic books he he gets. I'm not sure that Spawn. He was like, I really want to check this one out, mm-hmm. but I did, and I was like, awesome, this rules. And I remember going to see it, and I had no background whatsoever. <laughs> it just looked cool, and it looked cool, and I recall thinking this looked cool. And now to this day. The soundtrack as a concept is one of my favorite. I love when they do concept soundtracks where it's like mm-hmm. the Spawn, for the listeners, the Spawn soundtrack was uh, techno and metal crossovers. Each track was one techno and one metal. Uh, it was very cool um, and remains very cool. So good memories. Uh, and just to be sure before I move on, because I did promise that we would make sure people were aware uh, to prove the point that Captain America uh, is Jeff's favorite character, and also that he was ready for this recording. Uh, he is wearing his Captain America graphic tee, and I could not be happier with that because I'm just yeah. sitting here in a Hawaiian shirt, like I'm not, I'm not repping at all. Colin, do you, you like my you, shirt? It's yellow, so yeah, it's nice. Thank you. Your shirt may not be on brand, but like your your whole, I know again, primarily audio medium, right? So why wear this shirt? But like your whole backdrop like for the, your framing of your video is just it's got such great energy like I want to be there like I feel like I would be like always in a good headspace just to be where you are I'm like I'm in my dining room um but like yeah your spot is real cool I like thank it. you yeah my office <laughs> is a is a thing of joy uh for me it definitely sets me in the right headspace for anything creative and then anytime when I was doing like schoolwork 
And I'd be like, well, I'd rather be playing with my little <laughs> toys in the background, but okay, fine, I'll write a paper. Um, Your allergies were really bad during school. Yeah, no, I just imagine anytime I was in school, I just sounded like a stereotypical <laughs> nerd. Um, I that's it was really weird. Outside of the classroom, people would be talking to me like, "Why do you talk like that?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" They're like, "In the classroom, you're always like, the hey professor, I don't know what's happening." And then once you're outside, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I just I'm allergic to school, I guess." Um, <laughs> Commit to the bit, man, and then he exactly. disappears. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm walking out, and then the professor goes, "Oh, Colin, by the way, great job in your paper. Thank you." Anyway, so, I, mean, <laughs> I gotta say, guys, um, no, that's uh, uh, back on track though. Not getting, not letting us get on a tangent today. No, sorry, <laughs> not on my watch. We'll we'll see. Yeah, well, well, you know, easier said <laughs> oh, than done. Oh, sorry, it's on my watch here. Let me. Uh, um, but I'll take care of it. What we are here to talk about, though, is uh, Captain America: The First Avenger. Previously on Timeline Scavengers, Peggy tells Rogers to meet Stark at 0800. The following morning, Howard Stark and his assistant run some tests on the bullets from the clip Steve brought home from Hydra. Stark doesn't see what the fuss is about until it explodes with a great force. Write that down. And the scene that we're talking about on this one is for uh, is from one hour and 16 minutes and three seconds through one hour, 17 minutes and 45 seconds. So here is what happens in that scene. Rogers walks into the compound at the agreed upon time and he tells a desk clerk that he's here to meet with Mr. Stark. She's reading a newspaper that reads 400 prisoners liberated and tells him that Stark is in with Colonel Phillips. Rogers just kind of nods as he's clearly not fully sure if he should just wait, walk in, or whatever. And he starts looking around. The clerk finally looks up and sees Steve. She does a double take and realizes who's standing there in front of her. She gives him a smile and says, of course, you're welcome to wait. He appreciates the answer as what to do next. And once again, things going over Steve Rogers' head. Uh, and she says, I uh, read about what you did, and shows him the headline. Unable to speak to a woman, he fumbles around with a, oh, the, yeah, well, that's, you know. He fidgets uncomfortably and lets out a little sigh, just doing what needs to be done. She says, sounded like more than that. You saved nearly 400 men. They both look each other up and down a couple of times, and he finally musters up, really, it's no big deal. Tell that to their wives, she says as she approaches him. He immediately closes himself off, crossing his arms and looking away. Ah, uh, I don't think they were all married. You're a hero. Panicking, Steve says, well, that depends on the definition, really. She grabs his tie, and he looks up with pure fear. The <laughs> women of America, they owe you their thanks. And uh, seeing as they're not here, and she begins to pull him back and away behind a bookshelf, away from prying eyes. And then she plants one on him. At first, he's just kind of standing there, unsure of what to do, his hands just sort of like in the air, when none other than Peggy Carter comes around the corner and sees the two lips intertwined. She goes through many emotions, none of them good for Rogers, and just as Steve kind of is about to kind of give in and touch her arms back, Carter loudly says, Captain. He turns around, not smooth at all, wiping the kiss away. We're ready for you if you're not otherwise preoccupied, and she walks off hurriedly. The clerk shies away and Rogers runs after her going, Agent Carter, wait. Looks like finding a partner wasn't that hard after all. Peggy, that's not what you thought it was. And he's quickly tucking his tie back in. I don't think anything, Captain, not one thing. You always wanted to be a soldier and now you are, just like all the rest. Rogers gets defensive. Well, what about you and Stark? How do I know you two haven't been fond doing? She turns around with a look. 
He looks at her like, I mean, right? Come on, give me some slack. <laughs> Exasperated, she turns around and says, you still don't know a bloody thing about women. He looks confused, hurt, and concerned. And that is where the scene ends. Uh, I'm going to leave the voiceover as part of the next scene because it's kind of like of a, course. Absolutely. Yeah, sometimes yeah, things yeah. kind of link up in a weird way. Uh, so that is the scene. Uh, what are our thoughts on this moment? Yeah, I, I, I chuckled when uh, when I realized that we were going to be doing this scene um, because of like, I don't know, are we uh, I don't know. Are, what's this? What's the rule on talking about like current current stuff like Do unreleased it. stuff? Go Go for it. Do like it. the the new the the I think the latest I don't know if there's been one that's come out since then but like the the most recent She-Hulk clip that they put out where they're like oh wow having, yeah real new okay yeah, real new. yeah 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 <laughs> like I mean they're they're like I mean the series uh, at the time of this recording isn't out yet but like right. they just really I don't I don't know if it's, it wasn't a leak like it was right. officially released it's but right trailer it's yeah. uh it's it's uh Jen and and Bruce and and they're in the car talking back about like Steve Rogers like being like the nerdy virgin like is steve Mm -hmm. rogers a virgin is like the whole point of the conversation and so like i i this scene in particular for me was really funny just because like seeing his whole like uh responding like to the way that she was like very obviously making those advances in the way that he just kind of was like cowering and not know knowing what to do um but then also like seeing just a hint like in the way that he does start to like okay i'm into this like seeing a little bit of what we right. know from Steve later in the comics of like not being like the the Boy Scout virgin, like kind of always having multiple love interests and balancing them and getting in trouble there. Um, so yeah, just that along with that clip that had just come out recently, I thought was comic timing. It really Absolutely. is. It's it's very funny though because you know we we mentioned in the Man with the Plan series, uh, like montage rather, yeah. uh, that he clearly meets some women and have women like hit on him hmm. and he's kind of like oh wow. star lord's mom <laughs> yeah yeah that's exactly it because i think like at first his awkwardness is not about who he's talking to it's just like i this is his first real like kind of actual captain moment you know where he's had that meeting and he's like i'm assembling my team yes and now he's like oh now i have to actually go back that up uh <laughs> do i wait i don't know uh, do i interrupt philip so he's kind of just standing around like okay uh do, 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 do. But then once she's like, oh, hey, saw this thing. And he's like, oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> no big deal. It's it's an interesting and fun like little scene. And like one that I identify with fully. I am still like that. It, say, say more about that. Say, say what you mean a little more. <laughs> well, no. Hang on. Well, I, I'm not the guest here. I've, I've People are still constantly long. throwing themselves That's at what him. I thought. No, Everywhere he goes no, no, is no. what he's saying. I'm not constantly. But I just mean that like anytime I get, even if the person isn't necessarily launching themselves yeah. at me, it's the second that I get any form of attention from someone who I'm like, oh, they're a pretty person. I'm then immediately like, oh, I've now messed myself up because the moment that I think I could see, like that'd be kind of neat, and then they start paying attention to me, I'm like, I'm no longer able to talk to you. Like it's scary, it is, it's concerning. I knew that you meant the reaction, but it yes. it did for sure sound like you're like, listen, I am beating Constantly, them off of this yeah, thing. Yeah, I yeah. cannot. I listen. Truthfully, I wish that was my problem. <laughs> I'm so happy to be where I'm at now where like, I don't have to deal like I'm, I'm happily married. And like, so it, it's illegal for any person other than my wife to find me attractive. So like, I don't have to worry about any of those things. You can just engage with people as people all the time. It is so freeing. Wow. 
that I'm here for the misdemeanor. No, what's what's up, James? <laughs> I have spent the past. I've been married for uh, sixteen years, and many of those years are me realizing I de- the only language I developed up until I got married was flirtatious language, like interactions. So then it's like, um, you know, oh hey James, what's going on? Oh. Um, I don't, I'm like, I feel both out of my skin cause I don't know what I'm supposed to say, but also there's a part of me that's like, you got this, just jump into the driver's seat. And I'm like, I, I don't want to jump, jump into the driver's seat. Like it does make our business meetings very uncomfortable at times, but you know, very uncomfortable. Um, I hated that you used the word intertwined. I just want to say that in really? your I meant to say interlocked, uh, but I said intertwined. I got like a venom, like carnage, like yeah. Sorry, that was not the word uh, I meant to use. Uh, Sometimes I'm already reading ahead, (laughs) and I just combined a couple of things, and my head went intertwined. I went, "That's not it." So this is a private Lorraine, by the way. We met her one previous time. Um, We did. Yeah, when basically that scene where they're like, "Oh, we've been thinking about a team," and Captain America's like, "Actually, I've been thinking about a team," because I had to move the one. Avengers ensemble I had for our sessions with Jeff to that scene because we met her and I had forgotten that because she is way more forgettable in that scene than she is in this scene for whatever reason. Um, she does the hugest of double takes and I really like it. It's almost like vaudevillian. She's like, what? <laughs> like, but then she also catches him. She's like a spider in a web. Like she's like, hey, so like I locked eye contact throughout the whole thing. And he doesn't, you're right. He doesn't catch on right away, but she is beaming like mm-hmm. power rays right at him from like the, <laughs> the Natalie Dormer is a perfect casting for this. Cause it's like mm-hmm. a lion It he's mm, Colin. It's like he's in a lion's den. Right. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's saying, um, I do have a question though, uh, for the okay. group. I know you probably have a guest in all this, I but, do. My understanding of this scene, I liked it a lot. I also hate the sort of threes company moment of like, wait, no, she pulled. Um, but is she just there to represent sort of like his success? Like, is it just a fun, like, oh, look how popular he is and like add a little trouble to the Peggy Carter thing? Or like, it feels so random that they're like, and then of course the sexy private comes and makes out with him. Like, that's a weird way to say that. That's her rank. She's a private. <laughs> and okay. Tell me. Oh, so you don't think that she's sexy? All right. No, no. Well, it's I'll just sexy write a letter is to Natalie okay. Dormer. Dear Natalie. No, we want her as a guest <laughs> at some point. I'm, I'm assuming. Not anymore. I had her book, well, but uh, well, anyway. not anymore. Colin doesn't think you're sexy. Love, James. Well. Crap. Driver's seat. Um, yeah. So that I. that's just my question is like, it feels almost like they were like, this we're not really appreciating how attractive he is more than just agent Carter finds him attractive. So let's pop her in. Didn't, did you guys feel similarly or not? And this is not a criticism. I am not breaking the Jeff Riggs rule. I am. <laughs> no, the rule is I love it anyway. Criticism is okay, valid. Perfect. I love it anyway so. too. Yes. Good. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it did feel like a, li- a little tropey, like, okay, well we need to inject some kind of conflict here. Like it can't just be smooth. There has to be some kind of, you know, bumpiness between him and, yeah. and, and, and Peggy. Um, I also felt like it was just kind of like a, 
here, here's, here's your horny scene. Like, you know, it yeah. just like, it needed like a, a yeah. little, a, a little, little sex appeal, you know, kind of like showing like, yeah, he, I mean, he is Chris yeah. Evans and, and women mm-hmm. would be throwing themselves at him. And like, you know, she is standing in for all of America's women, you know, right. like as she said. And, uh, and so, yeah, I think, I think there, it was probably primarily to inject a little bit of conflict into, you know, you just can't have too smooth of a road with him and right. him and Peggy. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think it was also, I, I, I'm not going to say like gratuitous, but I think it was just a little like, here, have some, yeah. have some, have some sexy time. It is the only time it happens. So like, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to me. I wish she'd been a lab tech. That's just my, I wish that we, like, we have to have this thing. Like we so are right, meeting oh, Howard in the lab. Experimenting. But this is like an antechamber where, you know, there's no sex in the lab, Howard says. I'm pretty sure that's how, Tony. Nope, never mind. Uh, I will say I had written down my only note outside of like my guessing is one of the best lines in the world was you always wanted to be a soldier and now you are just like all the rest. What an absolute read of every soldier, which I feel like Jeff being in a like military area probably sees this probably like on the daily of just like a guy walking down the street, seeing any kind of pretty lady and going, want to get married? Like just like right off the bat, <laughs> hasn't even met him fully. They're just like, hi, I'm a soldier. Let's go. That's w- women pouncing on soldiers and stuff. Uh, no, it's more of their very, um, I know it's a stereotype. I understand there's definitely some soldiers who probably are like, I'm waiting for the right person. Like I'm looking for a da- get the right dancing partner. There's, but it is definitely a stereotype that they are like fast to be like, hey, let me toss that ring right at you. Anyway, uh, no, I, I just feel like uh, it's, it is a thing of, I think, adding tension. And yeah. I think, again, it's the idea of like, he has to continue to work with Peggy. And I think that the, the combination of this scene and then the next scene are what makes it apparent to him finally. Like, because... Mm-hmm. As someone who's never gotten that attention, it's always just gone over his head, right? Like, right. there's the moment, again, in the montage of, you know, Man with a Plan, he's kind of like, oh, wow, this is some very nice attention. But, like, they move on quickly, so I think they show that it's, like, it's always kind of fleeting because he's this hero being moved along down the line, signing autographs, meeting people, kissing babies. But I feel like now is kind of the first time where, A, he's actually done something heroic yep. and not just been, like, in a movie, uh, or like lifted a motorcycle above his head and been like, hmm, bonds, yes. Uh, you know, be, being a little bit of a salesman. Just as heroic. We not, well, we won't get into it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> every, every bond that you buy is a bullet in your best man's gun. Um, but hey. I don't know. I just, I feel like this is his first moment of like actual hero-dom. And so like, right. not only is he a hero, but he is, as Jeff pointed out, he is Chris Evans. And it's, I feel like if you're a hero, you might still get some attention, you know, if you're, I don't know, let's say like a three or something, right? The dog but if face you're, boy. Yeah. yeah if you're, <laughs> if you're freckle face, Haynes, the dog face boy, of course you're, you know, if you're still a hero though, you'll still get some attention. But if you're Chris Evans and a hero, fool, buddy, that you need the shield at that point to be like, stay back, you know? So, I don't know. Again, I just wish I had his problems. That's what this whole episode is about. That's the title. <laughs> we don't title our episodes, but if we do, that would be the name of this one. I think there's there's an element, too, of, like, he – this is his first opportunity, like as, as you said. Like, there's there was there were not previous opportunities. And so I think there's uh, – at least I can look back through, like, 
my life and growth opportunities that have happened that where it's like, okay, he's indulging something he never had an opportunity to indulge before. Like this is the first time opportunities like this have ever presented him presented themselves. And so like, I feel like there's, there's a growth opportunity here for him as a character where it's like, Oh, but these, I can't just be selfish and indulge myself and not have consequences and ramifications on other people. So like, I know that was, you know, something for me in my life that was like a, a maturing moment where it's like, Hey, if I just, do whatever I want, you know, everybody else be damned, then you're going to hurt people and real people are going to have consequences for that. And so on like a very smaller scale, like I think this is an opportunity for his, uh, the Steve Rogers character. And I don't mean like the character, but like the character that he has as a man, uh, to like exceed, uh, the platform and the, like the, 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 uh, the famousness that he's going to have, like his yeah. character has to grow beyond, beyond what that temptation brings. And so I think yeah. this is just a small little opportunity for him to see like, Oh, I can indulge this side of me, but it's going to have real ramifications for people that I may genuinely care about. And yeah. so just like a little, a little, hopefully light bulb for him. And so, she pulls him across the thing and he's like, is this a test? <laughs> yeah. Pulling it back to that. Is this a, yeah. And then Peg comes around the corner and goes, damn it. It was, Oh no. Um, <laughs> Later on, you see her slipping her 50 bucks going, damn, I really wish I hadn't been right about that, but all right. See you back home, Lorraine. You know, I think there is a, yeah, there is also an interesting moment, though, too, about the fact that she kisses him and he doesn't immediately kiss back. Like, like their lips are touching, but like at first he's literally kind of like, what do I, okay, can I, and then his hands, like, I mean, yeah, exactly. It is the big red ad read right from Talladega Nights I don't know what to do with my hands right like he is his hands are just hovering for a second there because Peggy even comes around the corner before his hands even touch uh private uh what's her face again Lorraine Lorraine private Lorraine uh like his hands are just sort of hovering and then boom okay now they're on your shoulders or arms or something like that and like that's when she's like captain and he's like hey you how how long have you been um, you know she's right behind me isn't she yeah i mean listen we're not above that kind of moment in the mcu and that's not necessarily criticism <laughs> this question is for everyone um though i guess primarily jeff as our guest but uh have you ever had a hallmark moment like this right and it doesn't have to necessarily be that you kissed the person that you shouldn't have or anything like that. Just in general, have you ever been like caught with something where you're like, that's, mm, that's not what that looks like that. I mean, it was kind of what you saw, but like, it's, it's more, there's more context. And of course, if he had just used all of his words to actually say, she kissed me, I understand that I ended up kissing back, but like, it doesn't, it's not, that's not what it was. Maybe they could have avoided this, but of course she's like, and she, you know, Stomps off. So have you ever had one of these moments yourself? Man, I can be self-incriminating uh, <laughs> here. Um, Statue of I, I, would, <laughs> I would say no, only that usually it it, it probably more, was more what it looked like than 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 what it wasn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. And <laughs> um and I and so I mean there was definitely some times like uh you know, where maybe he'd be talking to like one girl and it wasn't like very serious and then talking to also this other girl and it wasn't like super serious, but like, you know, just kind of like feeling out okay where, you know, and then like, and then you play a show and then like several of these not quite 
serious are all there at the same time. And then so you have like this sitcom-esque of like, okay, how do I spend time with each person so that they don't feel like I'm ghosting them, but also like try to keep them away from each other. And right. like, again, just so happy to not be involved in that kind of thing anymore mm-hmm. and to have uh, grown out of that phase of, of life. So so I'll, I'll incriminate myself and say no in that it was probably more often it, it was probably what it what it looked like. Right. You um, work as a Natalie Dormer. And then we're like, ah, Haley Atwell. Yikes. Hello. Yeah, exactly. That was, that was how we were going to get her on as yeah. a guest. But now. And then she found out Jeff and she was like, I'm still, I'm still kind of hurting about that. <laughs> um, but, you know, Jeff, we had to have you on. So, you know, Natalie, sorry. Um, no, I, I, I do. I, I want to know how. Nope, not. I want to know. I was, I had a joke in the chamber and then I made this other joke and I forgot the, Oh no, I was just going to say you had a real moment of like forgetting to take off the grand poobah hat before going back to the birthday party, like in the Flintstones, right? Where he keeps going back and forth between like Pebbles right. birthday and bowling. And he forgets right. to take off the hat and she's like, you know, the yeah. not changing uh, out of the dress in Mrs. Doubtfire for yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe the younger generation. Yeah. The younger generation. Um, <laughs> Still, like, still, there's there's a Zoom Zoomer listening, going, "What the hell is, is that? Like? Isn't that that problematic movie?" <laughs> anyway, that's not what we're here about. We're here to talk about the problematic Captain America uh, oh. and kissing ladies. Uh, James, though, did you yeah. have a? I think I can't think of a specific instance, mm-hmm. but I think. That that is because I live my life as if at all times everyone will be interpreting everything I do yeah. the exact wrong way. And so I, I just over talk and over explain in a way that probably seems incredibly suspicious. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, I don't think so. Um, but that's because I think I probably got away with it. Maybe I didn't. And there's someone out there that's like, what, what a jerk. I, I I mean, I, I can, I can sort of imagine maybe someone thinking that about me, but I, you know, I think that the last person that I had like a thing for, Uh it's definitely a thing where for a long time I was like, I'm keeping it under wraps. I'm just playing it cool. We're fine. Uh, but like every now and then I do play back like, mentally some of our conversations or I have before gone back and looked at some of like the text threads or whatever. I'm like, wow, I over explain everything. And it's be- <laughs> very clear that I am just so nervous at all times about what their reaction or expectation is. And that's probably why they eventually were like, you know, I think this isn't for me. This guy is just kind of constantly in fear of everything. And I'm, I'm not about that lifestyle. Yeah, because I am constantly in fear of going. Ooh, <laughs> I know I made this joke and I thought it was very funny, but what if you don't think it's very funny? What do you think it's funny? And if so, and if not, like, how can I make it better? And Jeff is like, <laughs> you haven't even made the joke yet. And I'm like, but Jeff, I, uh, Jeff, I just really want you to like me. And then Jeff is like, I, I've, we've been, you know, like internet friends for like ten years now. I'm like, yeah, but. Wow. But what if we're, took that's such where a it ends, turn. You know? Like it took such a, just a wild. <laughs> in this instance, uh, no, Jeff know, is my Haley Atwell. Uh, and right, I just don't right. want Jeff to come around that corner and be like, it's, it's not what it look like, looks like. I promise I'm not 
texting someone else from another pop punk band. Uh, anyway, that might be the greatest compliment I've ever received is to be compared to Haley Atwell. Right. Is, <laughs> I mean, it's, so. it's a pretty, pretty good, um, uh, like compliment for sure. Um, huge. I, I go back. Th- I've, I've gone in the past, not recently, but gone back through some instant messenger conversations that I saved because I felt that they were very good and very romantic and worth saving. And I read them, and I'm like, "Yeah, they're doing great. I'm not paying attention to a single damn thing they're listed. They're saying, I, like, I'm like, blah blah blah. They're like this. I'm like, another joke time. And I'm just really glad that that has changed. Um, no, but it's real. Like, I'm the opposite in those instant messengers where I'm like, I can do no wrong. I'm charming as heck, and uh, they were just, I guess, sometimes very generous to uh, keep putting up with me because it was not communicating the way I like to communicate with uh, any human nowadays. This is, so. this is a, a, a little bit of a tangent. Don't worry. I promised you I would go on one. But I, I'll, I'll keep this one in just because I am curious. All three of us are definitely of the AIM generation. Yeah. What is, in your opinion, the best like song lyric that you put as an away message to send a very clear message to someone uh, and then someone else responds to it. And you're like, oh, you weren't supposed to see that. That was for <laughs> this person. You know, like I'm curious as to what our best examples of this is. I uh, this so this was actually uh, very much was in the AIM generation and song lyric away messages for sure. But this was this was actually beyond. The, the scope of that this was very much uh, into the the Twitter generation mm. and, and subtweeting uh, yeah no well we had it was we had had a bunch of people over the house or whatever and uh, I have no idea what prompted the tweet like I just don't remember it was, it was a few years ago so I don't remember what prompted the tweet but for whatever reason I tweeted out uh, uh, Weezer lyrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, of like the, oh, I'm going to sound like an idiot if this isn't Weezer. I'm 99% sure it's Weezer. But it's like the, if you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to. So make yes, a move. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so I don't I don't remember what prompted me to tweet those lyrics. Mm. This is back when I tweeted like every thought I had also, mm-hmm. which I don't do anymore. Um, and then like there was a girl that had been at the house that night. And then like I tweeted it like, you know. I don't know, an hour after she left. And so thank God we had a mutual friend uh, who um, like she texted her and was like, oh my God, Jeff just tweeted this. Like, do you think this is about me? Do you think like he wants? And she was like, no, no, I don't, hon. I don't think that's about you. I don't think that I he's think he just happened to listen to Weezer And like, tonight. so knew, knew, you know, enough to like, she spared me like the, the that interaction being much more embarrassing for both of us uh, than it needed to be. Um, so yeah, it wasn't a name message, but I think very much in the spirit of what you're talking about. For sure, for sure. I was really pulling for you though. Um, I don't know if it was appropriate relationship wise. I was like, but sometimes the like subconscious is like, I don't know. I put this up, and then, you know, like a movie end of a movie end is sort of can hardly wait sort of movie where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, clouds part and all that stuff. Um, but I'm glad also that the communication didn't uh, didn't break down there. Yeah, no, I for the best. Yes, I I, I think that uh, everyone doing the intended thing that they intended to do is probably usually works out for 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 the best. Listen, did you know that? No. Uh, so I, that's all, though, that I had really about this scene. I just really wanted to hear about our moments where uh, really I, I felt like if any of us was going to have a moment where they kissed Natalie Dormer and then had Hallie, Hallie, Hallie Atwell walk around the corner, I was like, it's got to be Jeff because I was never that confident. 
No, I was, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to have told that story because I hate that story, right? That, that is, there are definitely like times in my life where I look back and I was like, oh, I was a garbage person. And I'm so glad I've matured through those times. But those are some of my friends absolute favorite stories and so they're like <laughs> Has, does your wife know this story about when we were on tour and you xyz and i'm like no she doesn't and i don't think she needs to uh, because that was a different person that i am not that person anymore i've subtweeted so, yeah. about it and she didn't get it so <laughs> right. that's it that's that's i've done due diligence <laughs> no uh but jeff i i want to put your mind at ease on that story which is that remember what you said about rogers too which is that that was sort of a character growth moment for him. And so that's also a character growth moment for you, which was to have that moment and then to go, you know what? Like, while this was like kind of like a interesting and exploratory time of my life, I'm I'm beyond that now. And so you've moved past it and you can still tell the story on a podcast and not be embarrassed by it. <laughs> well, that the, honestly, man, that's exactly what it was. Cause like I, I was uh, similar to Rogers. Like I was, uh, I grew up not super attractive and then i had like a attractive period that i've now like i'm past now mm. like i'm on the other side of attractive mm. again but so feeling like rogers in that sense of like oh i actually can get attention uh that i want from you know people that i'm attracted to and it does it has like a a addicting quality to it you know and so there was definitely times where it was like i had to learn like no that's not who i am you know that's not who i want to be but sometimes it takes you know some uncomfortable and negative experiences for you to realize like yeah that's not the person that i want to be so colin i appreciate you saying that and you're also going to appreciate this one as well because it is heartfelt dear listener jeff is being humble and saying that he has passed that one uh, attractive period in his life. Jeff is still a very <laughs> handsome man. Um, and he's off the market. So back off. Yes, uh, it's illegal for you to think exactly. so. I'll give you, I'll give you a pass. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have, I, I've been, unless that is in. the kind of thing that me encourage you to encourages you to do things, in which case it is completely legal and expected and <laughs> just, just stay away. Just whatever yeah. you need to <laughs> listen. I need it's illegal, to, huh? I, yeah, I need to stroke his ego a little bit so that Jeff will start podcasting. Uh, because Jeff does not have a podcast, but I would love if Jeff just like, whether Jeff makes his own podcast or does more guest spots, I feel like this world could use some more Jeff Riggs in it. You know, I told you, like, I was so uh, uh, honored and confused when you were like, hey, let's do it. Because I was like, I have no platform. I have nothing to promote. I have no like cross pollination. I'm literally just going to get on with some people that I think are cool and talk about things that I love. And I'm glad that you guys were cool with that. And so, yeah, this is, this is a blast for me. So I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, yeah. James. Yeah. I think it's time to throw the kid in the river. Throw the kid in the river.com. Uh, if you want to find our show on Twitter and subtweet us in some way, then don't use an at for us because that's not how that, listen, I don't need to tell you how Twitter works. If you don't want to subtweet us and just want to directly tweet us, you can tweet the show at uh, Timeline Scav or our network, Scavengers Network, can be found on Twitter at ScavengersNet. If you want to say something to me about Colin and Jeff, you can tweet me at Unabashed James and use no names, but I'll know. I won't know. I'll immediately forget. But that'll be fun for everyone. Colin, yeah. where can people find you to talk about me and Jeff? Uh, you can tweet at me, at Colin M. Parker. Uh-huh. And Jeff, if people wanted to 
I don't see why this would happen. Where can you? Where, where can people talk to you and you alone and not about either of us on Twitter if you want to give a social media thing? Yeah, I genuinely don't know why you would. I'm not a great follow, but uh, at Jeff's Your Hero mm-hmm. on Twitter, uh, I used to talk about uh, pop punk pro wrestling and like post evangelical Christianity stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was until I had kids. And now all I want to do is post pictures of my kids. So if you want to see my cute ass kids, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff's your hero. If you want to see the junior deputies, you know where to go. Yeah. He started <laughs> off by saying that he wasn't a good follow and then said, right. And then gave a bunch of reasons. Again, a humble man, humble, humble man. <laughs> um, and there's one more humble man that you got to mention though, James. For all we know, one of the humblest people in England is named Nick Bermald. And you can find him on Twitter at N-B-R-A-M-A-L-D. Or you can find him on his website. I want to call him Nick Bermaldi every single time. I know, which is really funny. <laughs> um, you can find him on his website at uh, nickbermaldcomposer.co.uk. That is going to do it. Jeff, thank you for... Listeners, this was Jeff's debut in podcasting of all time and he shared an embarrassing story and I think that means that is pod that's like pulling the sword out of the stone you are that's on par with saving 400 people all right that's all I'm saying (laughs) yeah yes I would I'll agree with that I would it took me a sec and then I saw the math yes absolutely so Jeff thank you for joining us no absolutely thank you both and uh we will talk to you very soon um but for now and then going forward for an undetermined amount of time i am james anderson i'm colin parker i'm jeff riggs excelsior Welcome to Quick Cuts Barbershop. How can we help you today? Hi there. I was looking for a trim. We can absolutely help with that. How much are you looking to take off? Not much. Just a couple of snips. Did you say snips? Uh, yes. Is that a TV with arms and legs? How is it talking? Snips is one of my favorite things to talk about. It's the Scavengers Network Indie Podcast Showcase. It's a weekend of great live shows from indie podcasts and creators, and it's free! That's not what I meant by That's right! Snips is returning for its second year, where performers and podcasters from the Scavengers Network and friends from outside the network will be live-streaming shows for your entertainment. That sounds pretty great. But where did you come from? I'll tell you where you can watch this fantastic weekend of fun! Twitch.tv forward slash The Scavengers Network, Facebook.com forward slash The Scavengers Network, or the website for the showcase, www.snipshowcase.com. That sure is convenient to have it in so many places to watch the stream. When is this going on? What are you doing? I I don't know. Maybe if we humor it, it'll go away. September 16th and 17th. 
You can find out more information by going to www.snipshowcase.com. See you on the 16th. Aw, oh, did it have to break another window on its way out? Okay, that was weird, but I'm going to mark my calendar for this showcase. It sounds fun. Where are you going? Don't you want a haircut? <laughs> no need. I'm going to get all the snips I need on September 16th and 17th. Why did they break a window? The Scavengers Network Indie Podcast Showcase, happening September 16th and 17th. Check it out online at www.snipshowcase.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.